Hey, uh, welcome to another episode of Coffee Break, where two software devs sit down, grab some coffee, and have a talk. So, I'm Roland. And I'm Kevin. And uh, we're the hosts of this podcast. <laughs> so, we like to start off the podcast <laughs> with uh, talking about what we're drinking. And uh, Kevin, why don't you tell them what you're drinking tonight? I, I've forsaken the podcast. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm drinking a smoothie tonight. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording this a little bit later in the day, and uh, it's a yeah, smoothie kind of time. <laughs> you can you can blame me for that one. Um, I'm I'm drinking the cappuccino that I mentioned uh, last week, um, in my favorite Starry Night mug that you will eventually be able to see uh, when when we start doing the the video the video calls. But the um, so same same thing as last week, pretty much. No, actually, last week I did the the black drip, uh, just a normal drip coffee because I was being lazy. Uh, so, because when I make the the cappuccino, it's a lot more involved, where you have to measure out the beans and and uh, get the perfect grind setting, broth the milk. It's it's a whole process. Whereas the yeah. drip, drip machine, you know, you just do a quick grind and <laughs> you're good to go. I'm not I'm not as fancy as you are, man. And when I when I make my coffee, it's it takes like two seconds in the in the Keurig. Yeah, I know. It, 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 it baffles me. It baffles it's me. Like, you, it's like the worst coffee, right? I yeah. I, I started a coffee podcast with a with a sadist. Uh, uh yeah. I wanted I wanted to share as well. So so last week we talked about um a coffee espresso blend that I made. Um, and we actually found out the name of it. It's it's called a uh, a red eye. Yeah. Yep. I didn't actually think it existed. I thought he was uh, talking out of his ass. Uh, but <laughs> there, actually, there's it's a real so thing. many different types. Yeah. Uh, we we found this entire list of just different blends. I guess I guess it's uh, it's a thing though. I'm gonna start ordering it out. Actually, well, I'll, I'll get to try and act like a like a professionally made one. One day I'll have to do that. Yeah. One of these days I'll have to try it too. I'm sure. And uh, I'll get to pass judgment on whether it's an actual drink or not, or maybe someone just spilled their spilled their coffee in their other coffee. <laughs> I, I have a feeling you'll like it. it. It's good, man. It's uh, it's definitely on the stronger side. All right, yeah, yeah, we'll give it a shot one of these days. So, uh, just to give some some reasoning as to why Kevin's not drinking his his smoothie or his coffee, he's drinking a smoothie instead because and why it's so late. I actually had a family barbecue today. Um, where my parents came over and we had a you know nice little get together um so it's my fault but for a good reason uh and how, I mean, how, how'd that how'd that go man it was good it was good you know we ryan cooked up some ribs um and you know we 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 just hung out in the back porch played a little bocce ball and uh we had a good time it was actually a beautiful day out so it was what, what you said bocce ball yeah, yeah, I grew up playing bocce. I, I, I don't know what that is. What is that? Really? Okay, it's a it, it's a very old um, game where essentially there's a a tiny ball. Okay, there's a set of balls. So it's all it's all just <laughs> big. They're just <laughs> balls, right? Okay, all right. And uh, usually you'll see it played in like sand pits, um, but there's also grass bocce. Uh, but so you have. Each player has two balls, 
they're usually you want them to be heavy like so they're usually made out of like marble or like a solid rock um it's almost like a shot put but a little bit bigger um and there's a tiny little ball called the polina right so you take the polina uh whoever is going first all right throws the polina out and that that's the target that's the goal all right how, how big is like the area you play in though like you can play in any area you can make it work with whatever whatever area you have sometimes we'll play on a big soccer field sometimes like we play it in our yard uh, which is very eh, not too big and we just went around in like a like a triangle kind of thing i just imagine the cats in your yard trying to steal something <laughs> they wouldn't even they, these are heavy balls we're talking about like you know they're, they're dense well, like five ten pounds some big cats yeah <laughs> Uh, but then once you throw the polina out, you want to, the objective of the game is to take the other balls, the heavier balls, and toss them as close to this polina, uh, the tiny ball, as possible. And whoever gets closest wins a point. So that's that. Like, that's, that's the objective. So we did a little bit of that today. Uh, we had a little cookout, you know, and everyone's kind of winding down right now. So I managed to slip away for... For a little bit so i could record the podcast tonight um sounds like a sounds like a good day man yeah it was, it was fun um but yeah that that was it is my fault to wrap that up <laughs> that he's not drinking his coffee um but we have some things to talk about uh and should be interesting because things are starting to open up a bit you know uh we'll just go for that real I, quick you know with have, have you been have you been uh out and about at all uh like in the grocery stores or yeah 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 so um i'm feeling i'm fully vaccinated now and fully immunized and um me too me too <laughs> and so i'm especially with the cdc coming out and saying you know if you're fully vaccinated you're you're good to go pretty much you know you don't have to worry too much about about uh covid um not to say that you shouldn't be you still shouldn't try to be vigilant uh but you're you're protected you're not you're it's very very unlikely that you'll die from this disease um so with that it, it's it's just interesting to to start seeing people uh no, no masks anymore, man. With the mandate coming down, a lot of places aren't enforcing the mask rule anymore. And uh, I, I noticed, I noticed it a lot when I was at the gym earlier today. Just nobody, nobody cares about it. Everybody, I guess most people are probably just vaccinated at this point. But really cool to see. It makes me, makes me excited for the next year. But actually, do actually do things. I think what we'll end up seeing though is, um, and and actually a lot of people are speculating. People are going to be lying about whether they got vaccinated. Uh, and that's going to cause an issue for sure. Cause what do you think if they had a nickname, the people that lie about the vaccines, what would you, what would you call them? <laughs> 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 They're uh, going to get like some like, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be something political. I just know it. Uh, yeah so absolutely it's it, it's not gonna be good and um but i think what we're gonna end up seeing is are these you know you're gonna have to sh provide proof uh that you've been vaccinated to to enter certain establishments uh without a mask 
So if you want to not wear a mask in this establishment, you need to prove that you, you know, have been, or you, that you have been vaccinated. I think that's yeah. probably the route we're going to see, and um, I'm sure there'll be pushback on it, but... Do you think people are going to go as far as to have, like, fake vaccination cards and stuff? I could see that yeah. for, like, travel traveling and stuff, but, like, yeah, may yeah, maybe people will just, you know, it's like getting a fake ID, they'll pay, like, a hundred bucks and, and get, yeah. like, a fake vaccination I card. I think that's going to be a thing, because especially, there's already vaccine registries out that have been created specifically for COVID, um, and... I think Microsoft was working on one at some point. And it's a serious thing that is getting a lot of attention. You know, some people have, have, have dubbed it the vaccine passport, which you know, is a, I guess, a fair enough name, but it, it it's a little disingenuous because they're at that point you're pretending like every other vaccine isn't a requirement to attend a public school, you know? Um, right, right. So. Anyway. Well, anyway, anyways, yeah. <laughs> what, what, uh, not to go on, uh, you can talk about COVID forever nowadays, but to, to, where, where are you gonna go, man? Where, where's your, like, first stop, uh, on the list now that things are opening back up? Is there, like, any specific places you wanna go? Well, the thing is, I, I've never been one to travel too much. I've actually, you know, I'm, I'm more of a. Do you I, want to? Do you yeah, wanna be that person? No, now, now with, with COVID, I, I've found a, a reason to travel more um you know you think you can like appreciate it more yeah because pre-covid i was very much more like more sedentary uh i i didn't really like traveling i still don't like traveling if i'm, if I'm gonna be honest i don't like the, <laughs> the idea and the act of traveling i like when i get to the destination but right going right. to the airport and stuff is terrible um, yeah i feel like mo i feel like most of the time like when you're when you're going to the airport and you're, you're getting in the plane and it's just uh, usually it's most of the time it's like pretty it's like a not not great experience unless you're, you know you're booking those like high-end flights or something like that that costs way they're way too much so stuff like that especially and it, and it gets it gets crazy expensive for some of these international yeah. flights if you want to go anywhere far it exactly and um so in that in that regard, I, I am not excited, but I, I do want to travel more. Um, one of the places I want to go to is Japan. Um, my brother's been talking about that a little bit, and uh, that would be an exciting trip. Um, but usually around this time, or around uh, winter time, uh, or like actually more like March, like February March is when I go on a ski trip uh, every one to two years. And we didn't go last year, obviously because of COVID. Uh, so I'm looking forward to doing that uh, in 2022. Uh, this guy can ski. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> taken me a while, but I've, got, I've gotten definitely a lot better. Um, but yeah, that, that... You, and you don't you don't have your own skis, right? No, I I rent skis whenever I go. That's mm -hmm. uh, not. I mean, living in you know Florida, it doesn't really make much sense to own skis. Even uh, you not taking them to the beach. <laughs> like yeah. Something else. Yeah, we go water skiing. <laughs> What about yeah. you? Where are you? Where are you looking forward to going? Or if you have any plans already to go somewhere? Buy any tickets? Um, right now, I've been I've been extremely close to buying also a ticket to Japan myself. Um, just to do, looking more and more at a solo trip. Honestly, um, I've been I I've been looking into the uh, travel point rewards. Uh, okay. For for booking my ticket and. Uh, 
It's nice. It's very interesting. Um, I've never done it. I've never done it before, and it covers the entire cost of the ticket. I mean, it, granted, it's an economy ticket, but mm -hmm. still, to get to to uh, for round trip, full. Uh, so wait, why is Japan? Why a solo trip? You, know, you don't want to go with anybody, or just uh, you don't think anyone would be interested in going? I mean, oh, the the interest is there. I mean, like the <laughs> there. I feel like our a lot of people in our friend group really want to go on a big trip like this, but. To me, I've been looking forward to going to Japan for a really long time now, and mm -hmm. I want to appreciate it in, in my own kind of way and take my time with it. And uh, I think I'd best I'd best do that in uh, in a solo way, man. That's respectable. I think that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, how long would you go for? I, I want to uh, if I do it, if I do it by myself, probably like three weeks, I think would be perfect. Three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what we were thinking, too, if we ended up going. It would be um actually well, a little bit more in three weeks <laughs> i know one of my brothers wants to go for like two months so uh but i think there's a right lot idea. there's a lot to do man yeah yeah, yeah. you can really like spend a, a lot of time it's definitely not sure. a one week trip that's for sure oh no way i wouldn't want to leave i feel like yeah no i feel that so i want to i want to go there and then i really want to do a uh a uh, trip to Europe as well, man. I would love to. I, I've been meaning to go. So, for for those of uh, the viewers that don't know, I also have uh, French citizenship. Um, I'm dual uh, dual citizenship with the U.S. and uh, I've never been to Europe, <laughs> unfortunately. Really? So wow. Okay. Yeah. I thought you have been. Where, where, no, where, I, where I, have you been? Uh, so I've been to Australia. I've been to Mexico as a kid. I don't think really counts. Uh, and I've been to Israel and uh, then different just different places in the States here and and uh, yeah those, those those are my spots that I've been um, what about you where, where have you gone to I have never been out of the country Re oh I thought you actually I thought you, yeah. I thought you would have gone to Europe actually <laughs> no no I'm uncultured uh, like I said I don't like traveling too I'm much hearing. yeah um, I've never uh, it's always hard for me to, well, I'm also, you know, pretty, pretty young and my family has never been too big into like traveling. Um, you know, the apple doesn't fall far, far, fall far from the tree in that regard. You know, um, my dad's never that's been. Like, that's actually, that's actually a really good point, man. Um, yeah. it, it's funny that you say that my, my family is the complete opposite. My, my parents have lived all literally all over the world. Mm. Um, and they they raised me to want to go travel and like explore different places. So it's kind of interesting to hear a different perspective on it. Yeah, because growing up, my my family always focused on uh, like rather than taking vacations or, or going on extensive trips, we would go to really high end restaurants. Um, that was this guy. This guy's a, this guy has some food experiences. Let me let me let me tell you, chat. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what. Uh, yeah, that that's what my my dad I think really focused on. I I appreciate that, you know. I um, can't you can't go wrong there, but I feel like I feel like you'd appreciate them more now than as a kid, no? Um, I think the combined experiences as a child gives me the opportunity to appreciate food more now. Um, See, because I was able to build an appreciation for food when I was younger, 
uh, with with all these new experiences I was having back then, and it kind of just builds upon itself. Um, to what, where... What's like what's like something you did as a kid? Like what's like a, the most memorable like like food experience you had as, as a kid? Um, there was. A... Did you have? Like a profound experience. Okay, continue. Yeah, <laughs> there was. This, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you're good. You're good. Um, it's it's hard to mem- remember every single time. Yeah, I mean, one time we went to. Um, actually, one of the trips we made was to, uh, a- in Chicago. Um, we we didn't go to Chicago. To, we went to Chicago for a couple of days, just two days, I think. But in that time, we went to a restaurant called Fogo de Chao. It was the first time I've been to a Brazilian steakhouse. Um, and the one in Chicago is, is very, very well maintained. Um, I, I hope it's better than here. <laughs> and uh, it's it was a great experience. Um, and was it I, still all you can eat, like, kind of? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was your traditional uh Brazilian steakhouse, but it was something I never experienced before up until that point. That okay. was and that was incredible. Uh, I remember that was uh, it felt surreal at the time because I was never like I never did anything like that before. But there's another restaurant um, that kind of explored my taste a bit. It's a French restaurant, um, and it was a very high end French restaurant, uh, and it was excellent. I remember I tried, uh, I think, rabbit for the first time there. Uh, I tried uh, escargot for the first time there. Um, I think I tried veal, which veal I don't eat because it's very unethically uh, made. <laughs> so I stopped eating veal once I realized what veal was. Um, but. <laughs> Once you realize baby cow is, you know, they don't essentially tortured. Dude. Yeah, it's uh, it's not the fact that it's a baby cow. It's a baby cow that's been tortured essentially to get to your plate, um, which is pretty sad. But it definitely, you know, gave me it gave me some perspective on like what taste could be, uh, and kind of expanded my horizons on on flavors and stuff. So that was pretty cool. You definitely have. Uh more food experiences than i do man you you appreciate it like 10 times more than i do that's that's one thing i really want to i want to start doing in the ne- in the next year or two is uh getting out there and trying like a lot more different types of of these experiences because some of them are just really eye-opening and they're just things i would just never try in general like you mentioned rabbit like i that's sounds very like really interesting to try yeah you know, it's not something you'd traditionally have so and like I, i've had rabbit cooked my by my aunt um, and rabbit cooked uh, the French style. So I've had Greek style rabbit. I've had French style rabbit. Um, it, it's all good, man. It's all it's all very tasty. <laughs> yeah, rabbit's good, man. <laughs> More recently, one of the one of the I was, actually I don't know if you remember. I was telling you about. Um, the restaurant experience I actually had more re- like more in my adulthood uh, when I went to New York, and I went to um, a restaurant called Aqua V. And right, right. Um, that was a that was an experience. That was the most mind blowing food experience I've ever had. That really challenged your like your perception on what should taste like what. Uh, 
They had all the all the different types of servings, right? It was like eleven course, eleven courses, right? Uh, something, like that? Some, something like that. Yeah, ten. It turned, but they like offered like uh, bonus. This is bonus rounds essentially <laughs> uh, in 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 the meal. It was crazy, man. I, I had uh, really really profound dish. I had like a, a herring ice cream sandwich. That was weird. Not a big fan, but it was definitely interesting. I had monkey brains. Um, also weird. Tasted actually decent. Was it was it squishy? No. It was you, what was the texture? It was like frosted. ice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Ooh. Um, I had uh, basil ice cream. Um, yeah. Did, was, did you ever find yourself like full? Because it sounds like there's a lot of different foods you try. Yeah. Are you ever like full at any point? Yeah. By the end of the meal, you're full. You're full. Okay. Because um, you're eating you're eating a lot of small dishes. Um. And the dishes that, you know, the proteins that they give you is, are substantial enough that you, like, fill up from all of them. Because you're, right, you're right. Uh, you know, I got served uh, beef, plenty of seafood, I, I a pigeon leg. Um, I had, uh, uh, what is it, scallops. Um, it, it, it was just a bunch of different stuff. It, it, if you get the chance to experience something like that, you just have to take it. Uh, Incredible, absolutely incredible. Are you gonna do? Are you gonna do anything like that in uh, in Japan? Yeah, absolutely. That if, especially knowing my brothers, uh, if we all go, that's gonna be what we're doing. <laughs> we're gonna every, be, every day, right? <laughs> yeah, because like I, I know we're we're taking the trip costs, right, just to get there, but then we're adding like another four or five thousand dollars on top of that, just for restaurants. It, it's it's uh, so I feel like it sounds like a large number, but if you're if you're enjoying, if that's what you guys are there for two do, months, it, it, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. If you're budgeting five grand for two months, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I I think it's funny that you say that. Uh, what you said earlier about you know your family focused more on exploring the world. Mine was more of like exploring my taste buds. Because now I want to explore the world, and you want to explore your taste buds. It's kind of like a, yeah, yeah. It, you know. I think I think also growing up, it didn't help. So one thing, I'm I'm a terrible chef. I'm I can't <laughs> cook to save my life, guys. I'm literally I'm 25 years old, like learning how to make chicken and salmon still. And and, it, and it's it's crazy because growing up, um, I don't know if I mentioned this to you before. When I used to have a, uh, we used to always have a maid growing up, or uh, or, or uh, somebody that would essentially like cook us all of our meals. Because my my parents were were at least my mom was always doing something, and my dad wasn't home a lot as a kid. Mm. So we ended up having some kind of help that would come and cook our meals and stuff like that. So I think that's part of the reason that I uh, I suck at cooking. <laughs> at least that's what I tell myself. So. I didn't know that. I didn't know you had a maid growing up. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I think we had, a, we had, I don't know how many different ones we had, but we, for a number of years, we at least always had one. Back, this was back when I lived in, in California, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's so once a lot. we. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just <kidding. laughs> no, no, but I mean, it's true, though, because I feel like those, like, some of those skills I would have learned, like, growing up, like, you know, would have actually helped a lot, especially in college, like, you know, mm -hmm. cooking. I remember, I remember I tried to teach you how to cook up pork chop and uh, 
and we you know we had a video call <laughs> and i was like all right so grab grab some butter and they're like what butter i was like what Wait, do you mean there's what? just there's just not there's just there was nothing i was like what do you mean what butter and he's like okay i was like all right fine grab a little oil and then and i'll grab the salt and you're like what salt I was like, you're joking. There's no now way we you have, have Now salt. we have all these things. Now we have yeah, a lot thankfully. of different spices. That's good. Roland's helped me out recently with my with my spice collection just to get started. Yeah. So that's some good stuff. But it, it's it's always it's always been a struggle for me. I've never found it easy to like cook for myself, especially the motivation to like set it like an hour aside to like properly cook as well. Yeah. Always found that difficult. Yeah, I feel that, man. It can be, it can be, I'm not one to really enjoy cooking. Um, you know, I like the end result a lot, but <laughs> the actual process, sometimes it's fun, sometimes it's not. It depends on the dish. Um, I mean, I, I actually did some meal prepping today for the week uh, from for my lunches. I just cooked some chicken thighs uh, the way my mom taught me. And, uh, that was great. Uh, I'm looking forward <laughs> to those lunches, but it's not it's not a particularly good. like fun experience for me either. Uh, so I feel you on that. How how um what happened to the uh, the Hello Fresh meals that you tried? Did you how long did that last for? Not Hello not not Hello Fresh, but I, I oh used, wait uh, what was it called what, Home I Chef heard. Home Chef okay. Uh, I paused it. It's all the same. <laughs> yeah, I paused it for a little bit while I was like you know going to uh, South Florida and and all this stuff. Um, so I'm just kind of, and then my last batch, FedEx really screwed me and, uh, they like delayed my package because I don't know. The reasoning was I wasn't home, even though I was sitting on my computer, oh. it, it, it doesn't make oh, any sense. Weird. Yeah. I don't know what happened. So what ended up happening was this, the package, uh, all the ice packs melted and then they delivered it the next day. So I opened it up and it was warm. Like all, everything was warm inside. Uh. Um, and you just gotta eat it all at once at that point. So you gotta say YOLO and just. Are you kidding? Can't waste it. You would eat all that? You're crazy, dude. I, I tossed. I chucked you can't, it. You can't waste it at that point. I chucked it, man. You're disgusting. <laughs> I sat there. I sat there. Sent in a ticket. And I was like, hey, uh, yeah. All the all this food came and it was all warm. I'm not eating this. It's unsafe. Uh, but Home Chef uh, was great about it. Their support line was very uh very helpful um and they didn't they didn't try to yank my chain or anything they just said oh sorry to hear that uh you know we try not they to send you another one uh they just sent me another one just gave me a full refund uh, okay that's yeah, good, yeah. so and it wasn't even like a credit it was a full refund to my account so that's um that's really great and they didn't give me any any gruff about it they fully understood and uh yeah so credit to home chef they've been very good customer service so far I like I like the meals I got from them. This was this was back. Uh, how many months ago did did you turn me on to them? It was like a month um, ago. No, 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 no. There, it was not a month ago. It was. This it wasn't was, that long ago. This was like a few months ago now. Maybe one and a half months, but I really don't think it was that long ago. Uh, okay, I have no sense of time then. But um, yeah, I like the I like the meals I did get because I tried it for a week. Um, and I remember the shrimp being really good. The shrimp pasta I had was really good, but the whatever I whatever else I made in the pan, I can't even remember at this point. Was it chicken, maybe? No, I don't think it was a chicken. I think it was for the shrimp tacos. Mm. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. I ordered shrimp tacos. I think that's what it was. <laughs> I just ruined it. Oh, I absolutely, yeah. I remember that. I ruined it, and I just was set pissed. Set off the fire I alarm. Yeah, I set off the fire alarm in my apartment, and I was like, I'm just gonna go buy food, man. Fuck <laughs> this. <laughs> oh, that's so sad, but it, yeah, it's okay. It's... You'll, you'll get there, man. Give it some time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's getting it's getting better now. Good. So let's let's switch gears for a second here. Uh you know, we're talking about the countries we would like to visit, uh, or you know, the different places we want to visit. Um and by the way, one of the places I want to visit is Greece as well. Uh, I think Greece is a country that I need to visit. Um but just wanna throw that one in there real quick. Um but you know, with all these countries we're talking about, let's talk about crypto for a little bit, you know, because we're both really into crypto um, and we both have vested interests in, 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 <laughs> in the crypto market. But, uh, I, you know, I think it'd be fun to talk about for a little bit and especially with the recent um, news. The correction right now. Yeah, ma major correction going on. Um, no, don't don't invest what you we can't lose right right yeah it's 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 been it's been um really testing some some limits here it um i think it's below the 20 week moving average right now point is and it's i saw it i saw it earlier i don't know if it dropped under 45 or it, if it just bounced by it but it was it was right at that mark and it's kind of interesting to see it i feel like it hasn't been there in a few months now it hasn't gone that low so to just to recap or to explain what we're talking about here we're talking about cryptocurrencies for anyone who might not know um which is a decentralized way of uh you know transacting essentially on on technology called blockchain um you know and there's a lot of different cryptocurrencies that are coming about uh in the last five years so I feel like it's uh it's been the flavor of the month for the last few months almost, right? Uh since since January, it's been very popular. Yep, yep. But you know, it's been around for a long time now. Um if you've ever heard of Bitcoin, then you've heard of a cryptocurrency. So um definitely something I would recommend everyone educate themselves on. Hopefully we will be able to dedicate an episode to educating people on cryptocurrencies sometime. Uh but it's not gonna be this one. This, this one, we're just going to be talking a little bit about uh, how we feel about recent news, especially things like Dogecoin, uh, which has <laughs> which has been the flavor of the month. It, yeah, it really has. It's 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 crazy to hear everybody just talking about it or throwing some kind of money at it. I I every, it seem it seems I can talk to anybody on the street and some they they chances are they've thrown a hundred dollars at this meme coin and. You know why? You know why not, right? Like you know, it it only goes up. Right? If Elon Musk and Mark Cuban back it, you know, then what? What's the problem? Um, yeah. See, so me and me and Kevin here are a little bit jaded on uh, on Dogecoin because we've been kind of following cryptocurrencies for for the last four years or so. And back we then, saw, yeah, we we saw this was this was back in 2017. We, mm -hmm. we were seeing Dogecoin at, at under a cent, well under a cent. It was, yeah, and it was well established as a joke. Um, and we 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 saw 
massive gains for Dogecoin, similar to what we've seen here. Uh, not in the same degree, but, you know, where you see these essentially pumping dups of Dogecoin, where it'll, it'll rise thousands of percent and then drop like a rock. Um, so seeing that again, except now being it seeing it supported by so many people and some pretty big names, is uh, it's going to the it's going to the it's going to the moon quite literally now. Oh uh, yep, yep. SpaceX announced that they're funding a mission to the moon using Dogecoin. I think, I think they're getting paid in Dogecoin yep. to do this as well. Yep. <laughs> That's, that's so crazy. That blows my mind. Um, I love it. I, I, I hate it and I love it at the same time. It's it, it, it brings, you know, it brings a lot of publicity to the crypto market in general, but it's not for the best publicity, though. And if <laughs> if anything happens to Doge, which as a meme coin, it's a little bit more susceptible to the volatility that crypto experiences. Uh, a lot of people are going to get burned, you know, a lot of people are going to get burned on, on it. And I hope that doesn't happen, but, uh, it's a little worrying. Probably, probably, and this isn't financial advice guys, but this, probably more than likely, I feel like, you know, either Dogecoin is going to like a billion dollars or it's, it's going to be worthless. You know, I'm one or the other. Do your own research. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been someone who, uh, is very, mm, I try to stick my money where the technology is, uh, where I feel the technology is. Uh, so I, I'm definitely tentative when it comes to Dogecoin, and I always, I always ask questions about it and see what people know about it that have invested in it. And I think um, in a market like this, though, like investing in those fundamentals will get you, get you the like, will make you the money back in the long term. <laughs> Yeah, and you won't see the crazy overnight gains that some that some of the or, you know the newest <laughs> meme coin, uh, Shib, Shib Shiba Inu coin. Uh, you know you won't see those crazy gains of what was it 2000 x overnight or something. It's something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah there, there, there's a meme coin called Shiba Inu guys. And it was, I think last year it was trading, or, or even earlier this year, it was super low trading volume, just nobody was talking about it, using it, like, and just completely blew up the, it went, I think the, um, it, it, it went over like a million percent, like, uh, what's it called when on the return? Oh, yeah. If you invested no, before? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty it, crazy. It, it, it's uh, it, it's distressing to see something like that, but it's I'm not gonna lie, it's it makes me a little frustrated. Ron's like, I want to get into that <laughs> shit <laughs> because it's it's sad because you know that the people who are cashing out early are the ones they're cashing out at the expense of the other people who had bought into the hype for this coin um yeah you see you see a lot that's like a pretty common trend now where oh yeah, people are so buying into the hype and one thing it's getting that, burned it feels like yeah and, and one thing that the, the shiba inu coin for example decided to do was they, they said hey we're gonna take 50 percent of our coins <laughs> and we're going to send them to the creator of ethereum because we know he 
he doesn't he's not driven by money you know he's not gonna he's not gonna pull a rug on anybody or on our coin this will give us you know a lot of a legitimacy and uh you can feel safe investing in our coin uh so yeah buy up our coin guys and they they did this uh this was they actually sent 50 percent of the total supply uh to vitalik uh buterin who is the creator of ethereum and ethereum is the second most popular cryptocurrency in the world behind bitcoin uh and mr buterin uh with with the going back to actually the the pandemic with with india um experiencing the worst crisis uh of their generation like uh, with with covid hitting like a truck um buterin decided hey i'm gonna sell my entire 50 percent supply that i don't care about and donate it to india for covid relief <laughs> So not only did he make send a message to these developers who were trying to take advantage of his name, but he also did it for a good cause. So did you hear about that's that? That's pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah. That that's it's it's kind of crazy to think that they wouldn't, you know, they think he would just uh he would just hold on to it like that though. It's it's definitely surprising. I'm surprised they were actually even able to send it to him like that. Interesting. It's pretty funny, uh, but it's the reason they can do that is because Shiba Inu is built on the Ethereum network, um, so you can send Shiba, Shiba tokens to an Ethereum oh, address, and, and, and Buterin's Ethereum address is, is public. Right, uh, right. Okay. So they sent all those to him, and uh, yeah, he, <laughs> he he pulled the rug. He, he dumped them all, and I respect. And, and this for was. It. And this was, yeah, this was billions of dollars he billions. just sold off. And yeah, yeah, it, it's it's crazy to think you got to take a step back as well and realize that this this meme coin, fifty percent of their uh, their value was worth billions, right? Yeah. So it, yep, this, this coin, coin at the time, it 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 shot up to the like the fifteenth most popular cryptocurrency in the world. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's. it's uh... It's a, wild, it's a wild west out here. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, some stuff back in 2017, 2018, man. We, we, so when we started back then, we also got to see a lot of, uh, a lot of these ICOs, these initial coin offerings. And it was, it was so common back then to just see, uh, you know, you'd, you'd see all these coins that like were just coming out like people were just throwing money left and right you know hoping something would pop off and a lot of them a lot of these coins weren't um you know were not technology that was ever further like developed really it, a lot legitimate. of legitimate yeah it, it just a lot of these were ended up being big scams and that in a different way we're kind of seeing that today yeah especially with more eyes on it on, on the space so uh, it's definitely a lot easier for people to to take advantage of uh you know all these fresh eyes that don't really know much about cryptocurrencies in general um so it's it, it's a it can be a scary like you said you know it's, a, it's like a wild west uh and people are some people are calling for government regulation um the only problem is it completely contradicts the point of of cryptocurrencies to have governments regulate cryptocurrencies how do you feel yeah. about that <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely an interesting thing to think about right like people you know they want they want all these rules and regulations when it comes to uh 
you know, all these coins. But then, then you just get to the, you know, you go back to it and you say, what is a cryptocurrency? Like, why, what, what is the technology? How does it work? And you realize that you're kind of completely going against yourself, right? Well, yeah. Now you're left with, uh, with, with the U.S. dollar, right? You're, you're left with a, 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 a currency backed by a country. Um, and, and there are there are coins like that in a way. I mean, that, that's why we see some of these stable coins, right? We, yeah, and the stable coins are, are more to help you um, transact from fiat to crypto. Uh, it's a it's a one to one ratio most of the time. Uh, but the, the idea that governments should be getting involved in in cryptocurrencies and, and regulating them. It, the whole point of a cryptocurrency is to be decentralized. So the idea that now we should centralize regulations, it makes no sense. It, it, it you're now we're going back towards the idea of well, let's just have the U.S. dollar. Let's just have uh, the Venezuelan dollar. <laughs> like it, it, it doesn't. It's not. Yeah, how it's it goes to against work. against it. Yeah. Yeah. So so like I said uh, last week, it's fairly likely that we're we haven't seen that iteration of cryptocurrencies that can support a decentralized worldwide uh, currency because of the problems we're facing now where people are able to pump and dump and scam and, and all this stuff. Um, one day though, one day we'll see it. I, I think the best thing to do, and, and for some of you that might not be aware of like, you know, or like feel informed and comfortable with like investing in cryptocurrencies because you see it as a wild west, I think I think it really is a great time to, to do research and to find out, you know, coins like, you know, uh, like people are using Bitcoin now as a store of value and people are using Ethereum um, at, for like smart contracts and all this different stuff going on right now. But there's a lot of different my, my point being, there's a lot of different coins with some great technology coming out that, you know, really might see if they if they do end up becoming used. Um, they might see some huge gains, so it is an investment opportunity. It's definitely, definitely worthwhile looking into. All right, you're shill, dude. I'm a shill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's an interesting. I feel like I feel like we've been bashing it. We've been we've been kind of talking, you know, more negatively than positively with with some of these meme coins. So um, I feel like. Yeah, I mean that that is my genuine sentiment. I won't hide it, but. At the same time, it doesn't, it shouldn't reflect, like, yeah, you're right. It shouldn't reflect on the entire crypto space. I find the entire cryptocurrency space super interesting. Um, there's a lot of new tech and stuff that is fun to actually read about, in my opinion. So, of course, I always, you know, Kevin, I've always encouraged you to, to read more about these uh, currencies, and I, I'll encourage anyone to, because um, at the end of the day, you're just learning a little bit more about future tech. I think I find that fascinating. Absolutely, and and I think one thing that's that's really interesting that's going on right now is is this whole this whole argument against the the energy consumption behind Bitcoin. Oh, I, I think, right. I think we got to talk about that, right? <laughs> we can talk about that for a little bit. Yeah, um, I've read a lot of studies on on the actual environmental impacts uh, of of Bitcoin mining and and just cryptocurrency mining, and it's always been compared to you know. Visa transactions and, and you know credit card transactions and the amount of energy they take up, uh, and how it's it it's nominal, like it, it's in, almost incomparable uh, compared to like Visa, for example. 
uh, at the it, same. It's kind of it's kind of interesting that it, it's blown up in such a such a way that it, you know, people are looking at it ne- so negatively. Yeah, and I don't blame them because at at heart they're correct. It, it's only gonna you know start using more and more power. Uh, it's not a sustainable method. It's not a sustainable uh, technology. They're absolutely correct. Um, and if if Bitcoin farmers didn't already happen to use a lot of renewable energies for their mining, it would probably be a serious problem. But it is being... There's a lot of misinformation regarding that and how much Bitcoin uses, uh, how much energy Bitcoin... They make it sound like it's Bitcoin alone is causing global warming, which is just utterly, utterly ridiculous. Right. Um, but the concerns are valid. Bitcoin is going to use a lot of energy and it will continue to eat more and more. It's a growing beast that as time goes on, will just keep consuming and consuming because it's, it doesn't support um, that level of scalability. Yeah, I think, I think if I think so right now with the coin being valued at, at just over 45,000, um, I think if we see it to continue to grow, in the in the in the coming years or or who knows right you know i'm, I'm speculating on that but if we see it do get to that hundred two hundred thousand dollar mark and um you know the 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 total supply can what is it 21 million just over that yeah that it can ever be and just to clarify you know it, the energy consumption doesn't grow with with the price uh price of the coin it, 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 wait don't you think i mean but it would grow with the demand of the coin right so no. if the coin is worth if the if well, I'm no. saying if 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 he because my, my the point I'm making is the the price of the coin goes up mm-hmm. and you have more people mining it because the coin is worth more don't doesn't the energy consumption go up then yeah you're yes but not yes but not exactly um the problem is that as more transactions take take place on the network. Uh, that's what causes mining to take longer because it's taking longer for people to solve these mathematical problems to create the Bitcoin, from what I understand. Um, I don't believe it is the actual increase in miners that is causing um, Bitcoin to ramp up in their energy consumption. It's the actual hardware having to work more individual hardware having to work more to produce and to, to mine a block and to create uh oh, that's, an, that's an interesting thought i didn't know that okay yeah because um as like like you said as uh bitcoin becomes more popular and mining continues once a certain there's a there's a process in bitcoin called halving that happens every x amount of uh, blocks mined. We're getting into more technical stuff, but essentially, over time, less and less Bitcoin is produced uh, when people mine it. That causes, a, like you're saying, a, a greater or a lessened supply, which increases demand, which causes the hardware itself to work a little bit harder with every transaction that takes place. Okay, and then in that way, it is, you have that greater energy consumption. From what I understand, now I could 
be misunderstanding something here. Um, so, like I always say, do your own research. But that's my current understanding. Um, yeah. Well, on another note, do you have any coins right now? Like, if you had to, if you had to, you know, tell anybody like certain, like your own, your own, your own coin picks. What would you tell people to look into? Like, what's your, what do you think is gonna be? You know we're really gonna be seeing a lot of in the future I don't want to say that because <laughs> now we're turning into like financial like what you should look out for I don't think well, we should talk I'm, about I'm, that too well, much I'm talking about the technology though is there is there any is there any is there any coins that you think has a technology that work that that might make a difference in the future that you really believe in that? um I think ethereum has very you know a promising future uh, I would encourage any any anyone to look into Ethereum 2.0 and, and proof of stake technology that curbs the environmental impact of, of mining significantly to the point where it's actually you don't really use hardware to mine anymore. So kind of eliminates the problem altogether. Pretty cool, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so have you heard that there are games on the blockchain now you know what i did see i did see a uh a uh a gambling thing with with horse racing i thought that was pretty interesting <laughs> i guess you can you can uh reminds me of like the crypto kitties from back in the day yeah. they uh I, I guess now you can like raise and breed horses uh, i'm not sure if they are doing anything with nfts through that but i know that you can can do that and people are paying like thousands and thousands for these horses just read them in this little simulation or whatever yeah man it's all, it's like blockchain and games are, are uh, becoming more more popular um the idea that you can have own your own assets in a video game is pretty is pretty tempting uh, you and i both know and we can talk about a little bit about the games that we that we're playing um that I've spent a lot of money in Valorant. <laughs> uh, we, 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 oh, I mean, I'm sure both of us in general have spent a lot of money on games. Oh, in yeah. Lifetime. Over the years, but uh, Valorant in particular, I spent uh, a. <sighs> an embarrassing amount of money on. And. Uh, no regrets. No regrets. The skins are really cool. <laughs> <laughs> the skins are sick, man. <laughs> um, but. The fact of the matter is, I, I can't, I can't do anything with those skins, other like outside of Valorant, right? I can't sell them. I don't really own them because I can't sell them. I can't do anything with them. I, I they're stuck in the game forever. My money is gone. You just um, get to use them. I get to use them. I, I, I'm renting them for, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but not even because they could be taken away from me at any time, uh, and I don't get any money back. It's just, it, it's a. <laughs> The reality situation in-game skins in-game yeah. skins yeah <laughs> so it's like well, games and blockchain try to try to solve that uh by giving you the ability to to own uh those kind of assets in the game which which is, is pretty cool but to kind of branch away from the crypto topic a bit let's let's talk about games that we're you know we're enjoying uh you still yeah. like Valorant, dude? <laughs> Valorant is, uh, I feel like I have, I've been playing it a little bit less recently. I've been, I've been, uh, focusing on a lot of, 
actual life stuff, so I've been playing too much. But yeah, I uh, I, I still have been, man. I actually uh, was trying to convince Ricky yesterday to uh, to get into Valorant, man. I uh, I think it's gonna be huge in the next year. It's just gonna keep getting bigger. I'm I'm excited for it. I really want to see more maps and more more uh, characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's 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 been kind of a wild ride since its launch. Um, it's been explosive in its growth. Uh, it's definitely exciting. Uh, I, I'm enjoying the game a lot uh, enough to have it basically play it every other night or so. We we've both been pretty busy with uh, with life stuff, but um, it's nice. We gotta to, hit that. We gotta hit diamond. Yeah. Yep. That's something. We're, that's on the plate. <laughs> we're pretty close. Uh, very close. Very close. But Valorant's a fun game. Uh, have you have you been playing any other games recently? Uh, no. I hopped on RuneScape to check my. All right, hold on. I hopped on old school RuneScape to check my my bank because Andy was telling me the the market in that game crashed. I did that. But other than that, no, man. I kind of kind of been watching WoW a little bit too. Tell um, tell us a little bit, or talk to me at least a little bit about the markets in RuneScape because I remember <laughs> the last time I played RuneScape, that was the most fun experience for me was playing the economy. Yeah, they, I mean, RuneScape, um, I, I can't speak for RuneScape 3 really anymore, but for old school RuneScape, the Grand Exchange has, a, the, the, pretty much the game has their own like little virtual economy. And I mean, everything has their own prices and they fluctuate just like uh, our economy does. And it's kind of crazy to see like market crashes in a game like that. I mean, you have uh, same thing that people try to do IRL and uh, you have people flipping stuff and all this kind of all this kind of stuff depending on game updates what works against bosses and stuff like that yeah this, this game by the way is like it is it's almost 30 years old this game is super uh old school and it, I, it's... I think i think classic i think runescape classic was released uh, yeah long a really long time ago but i think old school old school came out in like early 2000s yeah um, like oh, that. okay. Actually, I'm wrong. But RuneScape Classic came out in 2001, so not it's only 20 years old. Okay, so yeah. Classic 2001, and only. then Old School is 2007, 2006, something like that. Something like that. RuneScape 2, yeah. Yeah. RuneScape 2 came out 2013, actually. That was when they introduced like some crazy update. I think that's around the time I stopped playing it originally mm -hmm. yeah that makes yeah. sense but yeah RuneScape's been around for a very very long time that's actually really funny because um 2001 yeah that's actually I, I must have played shortly after they they released I started playing oh really started. you played like back then really yeah yeah my 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 character name was uh Vito 2001 because that was, <laughs> that was the, the you're year. gonna get hacked now he yeah. says <laughs> Please no hack, uh, but It'd be interesting to get see if you get your account back. That'd be wild. <laughs> so uh, yeah, RuneScape's super old, but I always remember the economy just booming in that game. Um, we both kind of just stopped playing World of Warcraft. After. Are you gonna? Yeah, I was gonna ask you. Are you? Are you? Are you? I feel like I ask you this all the time. Are you? Are you planning to go back for nine point one? What's the verdict? For the next World of Warcraft patch, I don't know. I'm not really, I'm not really too excited about it. I've been really, I just it's depressing. 
it's, it's very uh, sad. It, it feels bad going back to the game at this point because it feels like we're just gonna play and then get disappointed and then not want to play anymore. I'm actually more excited for New World, uh, the new Amazon MMO that's coming out. Yeah, I, I heard so. Is New World uh, okay? Asmongold, the he, I, I swear he did a video recently. I don't know if it was talking about New World or Ashes yeah. of Creation with the cash shops going on, or maybe yeah. the battle pass. What, what's up with that? Yeah, that, that's really recent news. Apparently, I haven't read too much about it, uh, other than the fact that New World is potentially introducing a cash shop which allows you to buy like level boosts or something i really i really hope they don't do that yeah would, it's a pretty ah. big public outrage right now and I, I totally agree with that sentiment um and and their excuses were really really poor uh and saying like we're just trying to help out the guys who don't have enough time to to level up which you know if that was the case you wouldn't be charging money for it you would just offer it kind of thing um, or out, you know, offer maybe like an in-game mechanic to support those people, or in do it, do what World of Warcraft does, and allow uh, you to get rested experience. Yeah, right. Yeah. You don't need a cash shop to accomplish stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So that was really disappointing. But everything else about New World has been very promising. Uh, they've been making a lot of changes from the since their preview event, and uh, I've been following it really closely. Um, when, when when did you say the release was? August 31st this year. That's not that's not that far. Should be around the same time as the new World of Warcraft patch, so we're probably going to be playing New Worlds. <laughs> yeah. Probably probably not going to be playing a while then. If we're still playing yeah. MMOs, yeah. I think yeah. I'm going to try I mean, it. Yeah, yeah, I'll give it a shot for sure. I I dude, I'm like I, I really want to upgrade my graphics card at this point, man. When stuff when I hear when I hear games like that are coming out and I know I want to just be able to like really just you know get sucked into it i just want to like it makes me it's just it feels bad to like not have your uh you know i i have a 1080 right now and it's not it's definitely not the worst but i mean could be better could be better you know yeah well i mean it don't feel bad because it's not like you're gonna get one or a new one anytime soon huh. um okay <laughs> I, <laughs> it's just the reality man i yeah no I, facts facts it's impossible right now so yeah, you're stuck with what you got. I mean, unless you want to buy I a 2080. Wanna do... I, I should buy a 2080? That's, that's, those are your only options. Right? I think you might be how much like... Is, how much is a 2080? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I probably wouldn't probably do not it anyways. It. Yeah, probably yeah. not worth it. Um, I, I want to do, do a whole new build, I think. So I'll probably wait till I can actually get my hands on the card and then build, build the PC around the card and really just enjoy it at that point yeah. i kind of want to do like a actually like have a nice case and like do it properly because back when i bought my my pc guys i, I bought a pre-built um back in the previous crypto hype when graphics cards were just so I, was the 10 was back then the 1080 was the was the big one right yeah 1080 was the flagship yeah yeah so well, actually no 1080 ti was the flagship right there yeah and yeah. and so so with that card being the sold out, you could you can it was the same thing. I, it was even um, it's worse now. I think trying to get your hands on the 3080 than it was. Yeah, yeah it's much worse then. now. This is the worst. This is the worst um, shortage uh, I think that Nvidia's ever had. I wonder what their their earnings report's gonna look like. That one's gonna be interesting. <laughs> um, um, so actually, back to the games though. I, have you ever played? 
Subnautica? No, I, I haven't, but Mike was telling me something about a sub a sub tank or something he was trying to build earlier today. Oh, is, yeah, that's yeah. funny. Because, yeah, the new the new Subnautica fully released today. Or not today, uh, some sometime recently. Um, and Subnautica Below Zero. I'm super excited to play that. And that might actually prompt me to start my stream up again. Because that was a lot of fun to do. And Can I'm also... I'm also very scared of the game, so it helps to have other people watching. Is it? Is it? Uh, is this one co-op at all? Or is it like? No, I think it's still single player. Single player. And and for those that don't know what sub what is Subnautica? Can you, can you explain the game a little bit? Yeah, it's a game that challenges your thalassophobia, or AKA <laughs> your your fear of the ocean, the deep ocean. Um, it is a original Subnautica, pretty much entirely takes place. Uh, in the ocean, and in in not in the ocean, actually in a in a ocean on a remote planet, um, you crash land, and it's a it's an ocean planet. So you're swimming around. You you can build your base uh, underwater, uh, and there's a story though uh, of why you landed there. Do you what have happened. to do you have to follow the story, or is it like to a progress? Clear? Yeah. Okay. And, but it it, it, um, it it helps you along, you know, you, but you also can explore on your own, and that is just as terrifying. It, the game pushes you to go deeper and deeper into the ocean, and uh, it, it gets more and more terrifying. At some points, you, you, you know, you're a kilometer under the water, and it gets pitch black, and there are, there are things down there, man. That do not like you. <laughs> so, I've seen some. I've seen some clips, man. It looks. It looks pretty spooky. I, yeah. I want to try it with the. You know, the lights off. You know, on a rainy day, man. So. It's absolutely <laughs> terrifying, but uh, it's it. fun. It's it's very well done. Or in artistic. Uh, um, I'm I'm looking forward to the new one. Um, it's not a couple of zero. How many? Uh, like, what's like a good play time for like that game? Like, can you only get like? 30 to 40 hours out of it is it like something you can see yourself uh, playing for like all like more like 200 hours uh you could squeeze that kind of that amount of game time out of it but typically i think you can finish the like the first game let me see how much how much time i spent on the first game uh 45 hours um so it, and it, you full you full cleared it like that's everything kind of done yeah i didn't do all the achievements but i i, I played the entire story um but that, you that did what you had to do yeah and, and that came with a <laughs> lot of uh me just exploring on my own it kind of depends on the kind of player you are you know if you're someone who tries to do your own kind of thing for a little bit you don't want to follow the story completely um or maybe you are you get stuck at a certain point and have to really just push yourself to do something in the game um that's kind of what happened to me uh, at certain points um i know i i really try to avoid looking at wikis and stuff for the game uh so i was constantly challenging myself when i got stuck to like keep trying and keep looking for things so it probably took me longer than than the average player to do it or to finish the game um but it's worth it because it's not even a full price game. It's like twenty or thirty bucks. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah, it's good. But uh, we're hitting that one hour mark, so uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, thank you guys for listening to yet another episode of Coffee Break. 
Uh, yeah, thanks everybody. I, I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. Yeah, yep. I know we we covered a few several topics here, uh, but going forward, we're we're hoping to have some more directed, um, you know, conversations and some with interviews, some without. And you know, honestly, we'll probably have more of these where we just kind of talk about random shit. But yeah, it's it's relaxing. I, yeah. I find it very very laid back. I. And also videos, video, uh, video very soon. Yeah, video calls very soon. Should be a good time. But yeah, we get to see our faces <laughs> <laughs> and our coffee mugs. That's the important part. Oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> thanks for thanks for listening, guys. Uh, and we'll catch you next time on the next episode of Copy Break. Have a good one.